Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Lieberman 
and former Minister of Strategic Affairs, Mushi uh, Yalon. Yeah, it goes on. Huh. Bunch of crazy bunch of names here. And and her interdependent says the case which was put on hold by Judge uh De La Mata last year was brought against the men following an attack by Israeli security forces against the Freedom Flotilla aid ships in two thousand ten who are trying to reach Gaza. This story goes on, but if you want to check this out, you can go to Truth Dig. Okay, very, very interesting. I was, I was very happy to hear that. <laughs> oh, and of course, we have one more follow-up here for Netanyahu. Okay, Mr. Netanyahu warns of grave consequences. Mm, it's a grave mistake if France recognizes Palestine. Ooh, Jerusalem. This was just, uh, this was last year. That he warned about this article was written in the twenty in two thousand fourteen, about a year ago. And uh, but interestingly, uh, Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warned Sunday that France's Parliament would be making a grave mistake if it recognized a Palestinian state in a vote on December second. That was last year again, by the way. Do they have a nothing better to do at a time of beheadings across Middle East, including that of French citizen? He said, and so on and so forth. He goes on and on. But, you know, it turns out that over uh, estimates that, that the Palestinian Authority estimates that 135 countries have now recognized Palestine as a state, although the number is disputed and several recognitions by now are... Uh, by, by what are now European Union member states uh, date back to the Soviet era. And France was among 14 uh, EU nations which voted in favor of granting Palestinian territories observer status at the United Nations in November 2010. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, they, this this is happening and uh, happened again just uh, the other day. So... I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, hmm. So anyway, I I don't know if I want to continue this. There's so much anti-Israeli stuff, you know. But um, I think it should be mentioned anyway. But tonight I wanted to do something that's a little more, a little different, um, actually a lot different. Uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to, um, oops, that's not what I wanted to do. Hang on a second. There you go, there you go. Okay. What I really wanted to do was I wanted to talk tonight about my virtual candidacy here for president. 2016, and yeah, I, you know, um, a lot has happened, you know, a lot has happened in this month, and uh, I'd like to talk about it, actually, and I'd like to uh, read some of my essays that I wrote uh, earlier this month uh, regarding... um, 
um, for instance, uh, you know, Black Black Lives Matter. Um, when that whole thing came about, it kind of it's, it's kind of it's 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 inc- it's incredible that in this day and age we have to, you know, talk about these things. But um, but this but this is this is incredible. And uh, one of my observations and one of my uh, articles I wrote on November tenth um, was that uh, all lives matter. This is my reflection on uh, all bl- on Black Lives Matters movement and what's been going on lately. All Lives Matter. I understand what the Black Lives Matter movement is saying, but it is such a narrow statement against a global issue that encompasses all the world's races. I am a white male who voted for Obama twice because he was a better choice for president than McCain or Romney. I am disappointed in Barack Obama's presidential track record, as are many black and white voters who voted for him. But given the choice of what the Republicans offered, there really was not a viable Republican presidential candidate in 2008 or 2012. I was proud of America. And being American in 2008, when the first black man became president by a sweeping majority, it proved that racial hatred by the majority of Americans does not exist anymore. Americans have made great advancements toward racial tolerance and cooperation. Racial hatred is a spirit of destruction and death. It accomplishes no positive result. And Ferguson was a nightmare flashback from the 60s for millions of Americans who witnessed the burning of Watts and other cities in the U.S. After the social revolution of the 60s, Americans became more aware and more intolerant of racism. Massive anti-war protests were organized to demand the U.S. government recognize that all lives matter everywhere in the world. My goal is one who attended as one who attended and documented many peace rallies was to achieve racial and religious harmony and stop the wars and destruction of the planet and the death and suffering of billions of people. Black lives do matter, but so do all races and nationalities. My stand on illegal immigration has been stated in many articles on this website and in my book. I still am opposed to illegal immigration. When I see so many American citizens suffering and sacrificing, desperately trying to survive on minimum wage jobs with no health benefits for themselves or their families, American citizens' jobs are being sent to foreign countries or taken from them by a workforce of illegal immigrants. Millions of Americans are reduced to humiliation, needing to accept government aid for food, shelter, and health care just to barely survive without being homeless or hungry. Income inequality caused by the enslavement of the U.S. government to the Federal Reserve System is the reason for the injustices against so many Americans. The Federal Reserve's manipulation of the American currency and the illegal speculation of bankers have bankrupted our country then made the U.S. taxpayer bail, out, bail them out by 
borrowing our money from the Federal Reserve and paying them interest on it. This has created the enslavement of our government and the entire American population, crushed by the weight of the enormous debt wrongfully owed to the Federal Reserve. Everyone will march and cry and shout, end the Fed, when Americans understand that income inequality and poverty are embedded in the foundation of our government and our entire societies. Only by ending the Federal Reserve System and issuing our own currency can America be free from the financial system that has kept them enslaved for over a century. You have to end this this inequality, you know, and uh, I really do. My uh, my next essay is called "End Debt Slavery: Slavery to Student Loans." As one of my primary platform issues, again, I'm, I have to reiterate, I have a virtual candidacy going on for president of 2000 and 2016, and these are all platform issues that I'm I'm talking about in these essays that are on my website, and uh, you can go to them under the menu of uh, L.A. Steel uh, presidential campaign, you know, 2016. Uh, it's on the menu. <clears throat> As one of my primary platform issues that I would do by executive order is end all student loans and forgive all prior student debt. The United States is one of the only first world countries that does not provide free college education. The enslavement of every student today for the rest of his earning life is absolute debt slavery. The cost of universities are prohibited as the um, administrative salaries are in the millions, as are the salaries of university coaches. This is an abomination of greed and corruption and must be stopped. Public university presidents and coaches are state employees. Why does a governor of a state make under $200,000 per year, and the president of the United States makes $400,000 per year salary. How do these presidents and coaches of state universities deserve their astronomical salaries? Their ridiculous salaries are paid for by taxpayers by, and by the eternal and eternally indebted students who must mortgage their academic life with staggering debt in excess of $100,000 without banking bankruptcy protections or without any guarantees of future employment in their fields of study. One very little known U.S. government senior citizen benefit for anyone 62 years old or older is free university classes for undergraduate or graduate degree programs. If senior citizens can get free tuition, why can't regular university students? Students can only blame the federal government and themselves for their eternal indebtedness by student loans. If every student insisted on student loan debt release and protested and boycotted all uh, colleges and universities or even one semester for even one semester, the university systems around the country would collapse and Congress would release rush through 
uh, would immediately rush through a, a bill to save the systems and end student loans. But I don't believe today's college student population has the commitment or the end unity to do this, nor the inclination to rise up from their slavery to these banking criminals who have government taxpayer-backed guarantees on their loans. These are no real student debt forgiveness. There are no real student debt forgiveness programs that actually do anything other than add longer payback times or reduce interest rates. All debt is a diabolical illusion created by criminal bankers and the Federal Reserve. An 18-year-old student accepted to a university must understand that his student um, loans may stay with him until he retires in his 60s, and his loans are co-signed by his parents. They are liable for the rest of their lives for the repayment of the student loans and their uh, pensions and even their um, Um, I'm sorry, I uh, lost my place here. Um, There are no real student debt forgiveness programs that actually do anything other than add longer payback times to reduce interest rates. All debt is a diabolical illusion created by a criminal bankers and Federal Reserve. I know I re- just read this, but um, really, an 18-year-old student accepted to university must understand that his student loans may stay with him until he retires in his 60s. And if the, his loans are co-signed by his parents, they are liable for the rest of their lives for the repayment of the student loans. And their pensions and even their Social Security payments can be garnished by the federal government for collections. The poor, deluded students and their parents will realize only too late that they are eternally bound to debt slavery for the remainder of their lives. I paid my student loans off decades ago. Then tuition to colleges and universities was reasonable and could be afforded by most students who attended. Today, universities and colleges cost between twenty-five to sixty thousand per year. The average student may never take that, uh, make that amount in a yearly salary, because of the lack of jobs and pathetically low minimum wage in most states. In Connecticut, the minimum wage is nine twenty-five per hour. Recent statistics from the Labor Board show that in Connecticut it takes an hourly wage of over $20 per hour for a 40-hour work week to afford a two-bedroom apartment and have enough money after taxes to food, transportation, and fuel costs. And this is only for a single person. Without a strong, without a, without a strong economy, which our government has not provided in over two years, two decades, Current, past, and future graduates from colleges and universities will be unable to afford homes, cars, children, or even a humble retirement. They will they will need to work into their 80s or later until they die or pay off their student debt. Unless all student debt is forgiven and never allowed again in the United States, there will either be a massive revolution against the government or there will be a return of debtor prisons and a reinstitution of slavery without racial discrimination. Students of all races will be in debt from student loans, except illegal immigrants, 
dreamers who are granted free university educations while American citizens are denied the same benefits regardless of their or their parents' incomes are below the poverty level. There must be an end to this debt slavery of our young men and women unfairly imposed on them by their own greed-driven government. Students are striving to achieve all they can under the American dream only to find out the American dream does not and will never apply to them because they are shackled by heavy chains of enormous student debt and enslaved to their bank master, banker masters. More students get their first before students get their first jobs. It is up to the students and their parents to protest loudly and vigorously their enslavement to the bankers and their government demanding free college and university tuition and the forgiveness of all student loan debt. And that's what should happen, folks. You know, that's really what should happen. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see if it does. Well, this is a little, um, little poem that I wrote uh, this this month. Uh, and it's called uh, Fierce Winds. I have a cool picture up there that I put on uh, with, with, with it. You can get all these on my website, by the way. I hear the wind howl and roar. It's called Fierce Winds. I hear the wind howl and roar through forests and fields. I turn away from the wind's fierce resistance. I cannot move forward unless I turn into the wind. I feel the fierce wind blowing against me and imagine I am a great tree that refuses to die, break, or bend. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel, you know? I like to feel. Anyway. Hmm. But anyway, I, uh, I wanted to mention... Uh, tonight too uh, as I go through this stuff um, this is a uh, this is a poem, a poem actually this is a um, an essay that I wrote back in 2009 and published on the on the website but um, and uh, you know it's it's relevant today because I wrote it in uh, February uh, 2009, and uh, we're uh, we're back again. And it's uh, it's called Hemp: America's Cure for Economic Recovery. And on my, uh, I wanted to mention, if you haven't uh, already known, um, my. Uh, My presidential bid, if you will, uh, was um, was uh, quite quite. I, I should read my uh, my platform, huh? So. Uh, platform before I um, go further. 
but because I'm running, in, in this case, I'm uh, I'm running for president uh, and an independent as an independent writer, uh, voter, and uh, my platform, which I state, you know, on my website, is uh, it goes like this: it's money, food, and shelter, education, and opportunity for everyone. Protect Social Security and Medicare, pensions, savings, and retirement investments. Ban all nuclear weapons. Ban all war. Ban all injustice. Ban all racism. Ban all genocide. Ban all destruction of natural environments and national resources. And the Federal Reserve. Create a national bank. Rebuild the nation's infrastructure. Forgive all student loans. Legalize cannabis. Prison reform and tax reform must be needed must are needed greatly needed so anyway it's uh it's kind of important that i um i wanted to uh, express these issues uh right now but um i wanted to read that i'd like to read that to you tonight it's called hemp america's cure for economic recovery 2009 Revisited. Marijuana was criminalized in 1937 because of the introduction of prostics and uh, discovery that oil could be replaced by hemp as a renew as a renewable fuel. Hemp resin could be molded into an indestructible yet biodegradable form of plastic. Also, it had tremendous versatility to be used in building materials. Hemp resin could be molded into an indestructible biodeg... Um, uh, I just read that. Um, THC, the chemical uh, substance derived by the female hemp plant, uh, has the primary was the primary painkiller and de-inflammatory medicine used in medicines uh, prior to 1937 and replaced by aspirin and opiates. The best homegrown remedy in the world was suddenly banned without any scientific or economic studies or logical reasons and placed, replaced by addictive and ineffectual pharmaceutical remedies and the mass production of fossil fuels that have created most of the devastating health and environmental problems Americans face today. Few Americans realized that 90% of the colonial economy was derived from hemp production. The Massachusetts Bay Colony actually imposed a tax on any farmer who did not grow hemp. In 1937, Popular Mechanics magazine publicized the first hemp harvesting machine on its front cover. It was a revolutionary machine equal to the cotton gin, and the harvesting of hemp uh, prior to the invention of the hemp harvester, was a tedious job requiring many farm laborers, uh, similar to sugarcane harvesting. The production of hemp in the U.S. would have created an industry that would have provided renewable fuel to heat homes and fuel automobiles, as well as home building products and fabric for clothing. Prior to the introduction of cotton into the herb American South, um, uh, hemp was the uh, preferred fiber for most clothing. 
Hemp was also the premier material used in the manufacturing of sails for ships and ropes for all needs. In 1943, the Pentagon began a little-known campaign for all farmers to begin producing hemp for the war effort. Rope and other uh, hemp products were greatly needed uh, during the war and uh, could could only be imported due to the ban on hemp production in the U.S. The uh, ban on hemp production in America was started by Hearst and Rockefeller, Randolph Hearst and John D. Rockefeller, and others who had uh, large petroleum investments that were threatened by hemp production. Political influence was used, and evangelical preachers were paid by and promoted by Hearst's media monopoly to demonize marijuana and have it banned along with all industrial hemp. This began the underground sales of marijuana and led to its wrongful association with harmful drugs sold by organized crime, which flourished under the Alcohol Prohibition Act. And once uh, prohibition was repealed, narcotics became the mainstay of organized crime. The legalization of marijuana or hemp would be the salvation of the U.S. economy. The planting of millions of acres of hemp for biofuel and biodegradable plastics uh, stronger than concrete building materials and remarkably proven health benefits of marijuana for pain sufferers and cancer patients, as well as sufferers of joint pain. And many autoimmune diseases is well documented in independent studies. The legalization of hemp would single-handedly destroy the illegal trafficking of of marijuana and create a viable cash crop for struggling American farmers. It would also allow law enforcement to concentrate on the trafficking of the harmful drugs entering the U.S., such as methamphetamine, heroin, crack, and cocaine, along with other dangerous drugs. But marijuana has been and is being used by over 100 million people legally, illegally. Oops. Yeah, so marijuana has been and is being used by over 100 million Americans illegally. There is no way to stop this widespread use. Marijuana is non-addictive and has many health benefits. Those who know this use it regularly, and millions of Americans actually grow their own. Many states have decriminalized the possession of marijuana. The recent incident with with Mark Phelps, has uh, exposed the great hypocrisy and injustice of the uh, criminalization of marijuana. An Olympian gold medal winner was uh, photographed using pot. Immediately, this biggest culprit of childhood addiction and obesity, Kellogg, uh, dropped Mark Phelps as a sponsor. Um, Kellogg's uh, cereals are loaded with artificial ingredients, addictive high-fructose corn syrup, and a sugar uh, food coloring that has been attributed to ADHD. Their billion-dollar ad campaigns has, campaigns are targeted at children to addict them to the Kellogg's brand and food products for the duration of their lives. Subway must have realized that the vast majority of their market are pot smokers for who dine often on Subway food. Millions of Americans are, have seen their advertisements on television at all hours of the day and night promoting their $5 sandwiches. 
the recent announcement of a wide nationwide boycott against Kellogg and Subway as a retaliation for dropping Mark Phelps as his sponsors may uh, have made an impact, uh, rather, uh, dropping Mark Phelps as his sponsors may have made an impact. I, for one, will never buy anything made by Kellogg. There are far better products, food, uh, far better food uh, alternatives. It is time Americans realize that the criminalization of hemp is doing to this country and why it was banned in the first place. It was criminalized uh, because it's uh, said it, it it wasn't criminalized because of its sedative effects, which are not at all harmful. It was due to corporate and government meddling to increase petroleum production and profits and to increase the incarceration levels to benefit the third the pr- uh, private criminal containment companies that run most of the prisons in America. And marijuana was also criminalized to enhance the profit and production of pharmaceutical companies who would virtually go out of business if Americans could legally grow and use marijuana for medical purposes. Also, the the tax revenue uh, derived by both state and federal governments from the taxation of marijuana with the same taxes placed on cigarettes and liquor would swell the state and federal coffers and provide immediate uh, adequate funding for full health insurance for every American. The benefits of hemp production in America far outweigh any adverse effects. All legitimate scientific studies on the effects of marijuana prove no adverse effects and only benefits to its users. President Obama has admitted to using marijuana and knows full well the benefits of it. It wouldn't surprise me if he was still using it. Marijuana is an excellent stress reliever. Imagine what uh, great weed Mr. Obama can get. Ever wonder what his daily basketball game might include with all of his Chicago buddies? The most effective and sweeping executive order that Mr. That President Obama could execute would be the legalization of hemp for most uh, for mass production and consumption. It would revive the spirit of America, revitalize American industry and farming, and revolutionize the renewal of renewable fuel industry and the ailing auto industry. Hemp was legal for 200 years under colonial government and under the U.S. Constitution. It is time to get back to what made this country a great nation, legalization and mass production of hemp for all purposes. So that's my belief um, then and still today. We should uh, legalize cannabis. Uh, you really should. Really, really should. But let me move on from there. And let me go to the... Let me talk a little bit about the GOP uh, debate. That was, uh, that was kind of sad, actually. Um, I'm going to read some poetry tonight. I got another poem that uh, I wrote back in actually 2005, but 
another revisited poem that I decided to um, bring into the uh, after the I discovered it in my archives um, after uh, the debate um, the GOP debate the second debate and I, I decided it would probably be a Apropos to, to uh, it'd be good to, to to read it. I suppose it on my site as well. Liquid thoughts in the sequenced hours of liquid thought all rise against the power of political intent. All rise to peer through the lattice work of lies and the sunlight and darkness of mixed dreams. In the dens of delusion, the gilded garter adorns the supple thighs, a drunken kiss from lipstick lips. Faces appear as toothless hydras, swaying in the smoke-drenched air, bulging pockets of politicians with grab bags of dollars and lap-dance promises. Here, sweetheart, have another promise, says the famous fat senator sitting near the stage. He talks as big as his belly, drinks his martini, and winks a homosexual flirt to a pervert. Kind of like politics, he says, where everyone screws everyone, you know what I mean? And a naked girl smirks as she swings on a trapeze with her legs crossed, a nose ring, pierced lips, pierced ears, and piercings on other things. And the fat politician tips her a $20 bill to sing while she swings. Adopt a pet, PETA, peace, fight AIDS, bumper stickers on her blue Ford Escort, silver shoes and silver spandex screech at the fat man as he follows her in his limousine. Cross formed on the beard of a grocery store of a grocery cart tycoon who fishes in his pockets for a political donation to Lusty Lily's cashing out campaign. She welcomes tycoons like him so she can serve them the remains of the day's half-drunken drinks, which she sees as her Republican commitment to faith-based charity of capitalism. Suicidal thoughts in a survival moment sweating to the oldies in her bathrobe. She eats another power bar and washes it down with skim milk. An old man walking or rather an old man waiting to live out his last dream, forgot what it was, and forgot what he was supposed to be. challengers, Ben Carson. 
I have noticed Carson's odd demeanor enough to make several comments about it to others regarding his half-closed eyes and somewhat slurred speech. I do not doubt his intelligence or the apparent charm of his laid-back approach to public speaking. However, he is a doctor and could easily have written his own prescriptions for some drug to calm down before he gives a speech or get him through the day. Um, many performers take something to either hype them up or calm them down, and before and after their performances. Another famous Republican, Rush Limbaugh, has an addiction to OxyContin. Uh, whatever Ben Carson is using, or if he isn't using anything, he might consider using something to keep his eyes open and not slur speech. His drug-like look is beginning to show up in his performances, and Donald Trump has noticed that what millions of people have noticed about Ben Carson and brought to public attention in his campaign speech. It appears that the rigged Democratic primaries have concluded after one public debate, the two well-known contenders, Webb and Chafee, have dropped out of the race already, leaving one unknown candidate left to prop up on the stage next to Bernie or Hillary. So the winners of the Democratic primaries, are def by default, will be Hillary for president and Bernie as her VP running mate. Only Donald Trump has the chance of defeating the Democrats in the Clinton machine. No one will vote for Hillary except a few dementia-ridden or drug-impaired Democrat ha hangers-on and millions of illegal immigrants inspired by Univision. Most legal Americans with any integrity will not vote for Hillary or Bernie or any one of the Republican candidates except Donald Trump. And how much confidence in in the integrity of the two-party system do Americans have left after the last 100 years of incompetent presidents and a corrupt and incompetent Congress. Yeah. You gotta wonder about that, huh? Yeah. So, anyway. Um... Sorcerer sets his spell upon the fools who believe in his dark power. 
truths reveal circle crop circles, alien abductions of innocents and animals for genetic experiments of clone madness placed in the veiled existence of a physical world where suffering, <coughs> hunger, pain, and torment are illusions as are pleasure and plenty. The senses are the locks that imprison the spirit in its cage of humanity. A child awakened to himself is confused by his anger and madness. Direction is indiscernible as parents lead with their backs turned away from the future, letting fashion dictate their directions. Colors, size, shape, and curves are dependent upon the temperature of seasons, protecting and accenting the body for the future and present. It is cold as the dark morning revealed 20 degrees of warmth until the sun rose and warmed the air to 35 degrees. Three degrees of scientific measurement creates a thaw. How practical man is to create tools to measure his degrees of misery, yet he cannot imagine freedom from his spiritual imprisonment. Your body hears the prayers of the suffering. The coming mother hears the anguish of her enslaved children and speeds through the universe to the rescue. Hear her voice, hear her screams of anger and horror at the self-enslavement of her children in an oblivion of misery. Freedom is near. The time is soon, she shouts. Her children hear her and howl and cry as hungry wolves to the nocturnal moon. Endless death in an ageless quest for empire breeds warriors as ants and worker bees to fight and defend their colonies. Mindless warriors fight and die for the protection and expansion of their hill or hive. What joy is in the insect world except for the butterfly? Its beauty and freedom of flight momentarily inspire the human spirit into wonderment and delight. Released between thighs is a spiraling creation nurtured from breasts held in the arms of love and abandonment, lost either way as a seed without root, blown by random winds to its destiny. Lost generations hide in fear in center earth, beneath an artificial sky and molten sun. Minds of forgotten times refuse to ascend and remain stagnant or descend. These are the lost tribes who exist in their own eternity, rejecting the future of infinity. The bright-eyed neophyte looks um, eagerly at his teacher to receive an indifferent smile as though he knows but does not care. And the teacher is the murderer of knowledge or the reason for its suicide. Survival in darkness is easier than in light. Darkness demands man to sleep. As light demands, he opens his eyes. Reach for tomorrow and embrace today, because they both will soon disappear. Humanity cannot evolve unless it ascends, and it cannot ascend imprisoned by fear. That's uh, that's titled uh, 
imprisoned and revisited. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, my, uh, I hope you get an idea of what I'm doing here. Uh, my, uh, to mention um, the CNN Democratic donkey debates. I don't know if anybody saw these or how many people did, but it was pretty sad. 99% of all Americans did not watch the Democrat debate. The reason for such a low turnout of viewer was because the arrogant bastards in the Democrat and Republican parties kept their debates away from 99% of the people, of the Americans, who do not subscribe to cable or to CNN or Fox News. These debates have been for the elitist within the parties, not for the American citizens who are independents, unemployed, or completely disenfranchised by both political parties. There were so there were no winners in last night's debate, except for the ninety nine percent who didn't watch it. As a commentator on historical events, I blame the political parties, the US government for not and the US government rather for not demanding by law that all national networks broadcast the political debates live. Who decides who our president will be will not be the majority of the American people. It will be the extreme minority elite, unless we all demand complete national coverage of all national political debates on all major networks. I have embedded the entire CNN debate for all 99 and 99.9% of all the world's population that didn't see it. So you can go to my website and check that out. I missed that Democrat first Democratic debate, which was... Ha ha! Yeah. Very funny. But um, I don't. You can't let that down. You know, go down. You have to kind of uh, accept what it is. Yeah. My uh, my. I'll end probably with this one or the next. I'm not sure if I can get through this one. Um, but. Um, my one of my platform uh, proposed issues was uh, ending the Federal Reserve, and uh, this is why. Um, and if I have time, maybe I can play this episode, um, this YouTube video. But let me let me explain the uh, the article. Um, which it says, end the Federal Reserve, or America will die by debt. Um, if the United States is to survive the next few years, America must end the Fed and issue its own currency. Since the 2008 financial bailout of banks and corporations, over $19 trillion has been stolen from the American people and given to domestic and foreign banks and corporations to bail them out. But this $19 trillion is currently unaccounted for by the Federal Reserve and is not being audited by their own Board of Governors and 
has been dismissed by the current Congress. This known theft is just the tip of the iceberg. The Federal Reserve has hidden its spending and giveaway programs by the pretense uh, of fraudulent statements showing other countries buying American debt when the Federal Reserve has been actually buying U.S. bonds and hiding their purchases by claiming this debt is bought by other countries. The U.S. government has no control of the Federal Reserve. They may nominate the Fed chairman, but they are all former Federal Reserve governors or uh, Federal Reserve suggested appointees to the President and Congress. The Federal Reserve is a conglomerate of eight major banks in the U.S. and Europe. Americans have been deceived since the inception of the Federal Reserve in 1913 and the year that the Federal Reserve Act became law, but never ratified by 23 states. Prior to this time, there was no IRS or federal income tax. I urge all my readers to listen and watch the following video and understand that the great conspiracy and fraud that is the Federal Reserve and the bankers who now have total control of the U.S. government and the U.S. dollar. I ask my readers to share this information with their friends and families around the world. The understanding of our fraudulent monetary system must be known by all Americans so the U.S. and the world can survive. The European Union operates under the same system. It's time for Americans to take back their stolen treasury and constitutional right. We must end the Fed and prosecute and imprison every living member of the Federal Reserve in Congress who allowed this treason and national fraud to happen and continue to happen and are determined to destroy the United States through economic collapse and eternal indebtedness. Many financial experts claim there will be a monetary collapse this year and next, and they have been saying that for decades. What is known is that all monetary collapses, such as the Great Depression that began in 1929 and again in 2008, were brought about to the uh, I'm sorry were brought about by the federal by this by the same system, the Federal Reserve. It's corrupt banks and the treasonous Congress and President of the United States government. The following video presentation sheds light on the massive theft of American wealth and the overwhelming stupidity as well as this corruption of the U.S. government. It is time for a real change of government in the U.S. We can only restore the great country and the world by ridding ourselves of the Federal Reserve and every traitor in corporate and government leadership who are deliberately destroying our country by ignorance or by full knowledge of the diabolic scheme to destroy the United States. And um, with that, I think I'll play this. Uh, I'll play this last video. This, uh, gone viral, actually. And it's called The Biggest Scam in the History of Mankind. And uh, I'm not sure how long this is cut long. Yeah, this is... You. This is 29 minutes. Let me, uh, I'm going to, uh, again, call it, and I've only got five minutes left for the show. But uh, The Biggest Scam in the History of Mankind documentary, Hidden Secrets. Um, you have to go to this and check it out uh, with YouTube. It's 
almost 29 minutes, but it's an excellent, excellent, excellent uh, video that this explains how we're getting robbed, and it's totally amazing. Yeah, totally, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um. I have a video on this, but but I I won't be able to play it. There's just not enough time. Be lucky if I can read this. Um, Hillary is uh, thinks she's funny. Hillary is losing to Bernie Sanders in all polls. Hillary is doing the talk show and comedy show route. Um, I wrote this back on October fifth. Um, Hillary's doing the talk show and comedy show route now since her scheduled speeches are attracting so few people. She was, uh, or she has decided to use her failing influence with the liberal media to show off her sense of humor. However, she really isn't funny. She's quite sad and pathetic. She has been in the political forefront of all major government incompetence and corruption for her entire career, beginning as an attorney for the White House for the Watergate hearings, where she was fired for corruption of justice. Why anyone likes her or thinks she is at all funny is beyond me. I believe the entire nation considers her dreadful, considers her deceitful, pathetic, and a complete hypocrite with the exception of some middle-aged, middle-class white women and men's supporters and Democrat Clinton slash Clinton sycophants in the media. Um, ha, 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 Hillary. You are so funny. You and your funny husband are considered laughingstocks and iconic symbols of liars and corrupt politicians. Now you are about to make a big speech about gun control, which will really send your polls plummeting, since the vast majority of Americans are gun owners. And the Democratic and loony left still insist on taking everyone's guns and think Americans are going to let them do it without a bite. It isn't going to happen. There will be a bloody revolution in America before that happens, and it won't be the American gun owners who lose the fight. What will the gun less left do when the police state takes them all the way to FEMA camps to re-educate them, as China, Russia, and North Korea do to their dissidents? Here it was publicly stated that many Americans must be re-educated, what she was referring to was to accept enslavement or be enslaved. If everyone who was wounded or died in the recent Oregon college shooting had carried guns, or if the college was not a gun and weapon-free zone, everyone would have had been able to defend themselves. And chances are the gunmen would have thought twice before attacking armed people on a college campus. And the absolute stupidity of this regulation is that it means absolutely nothing to a mass murderer set on killing as many people as possible. What a better place to do it than in a large college campus where no one is allowed to have a gun. Yeah. Well, Bernie is a Zionist, is 
Bernie the Zionist is no better than Hillary the Zionist or Joe Biden the Zionist, every Republican presidential contender taking money from APAC. They have all stated publicly their undying support for, liber- for Israel, regardless of its crimes against the Palestinians. Their statements in support of Israel are beyond insanity. I witnessed a Bernie speech in the Senate where he said, and I quote, anyone who is against Israel is a terrorist. Well, every nation in the world is against Israel. 116 nations in the UN voted for a free Palestine and an end to the Israeli occupation and attacks on Gaza. Israel is an apartheid state with some of the cruelest and racist practices of any country in the world and is 100% backed by the genocidal criminals in the U.S. Congress and Presidency. As President of the United States, I would demand Israel end its apartheid state, give back all stolen land to Palestine, and stop and destroy all illegal Israeli settlements. Or I would end all funding and support all to, to Israel. Active and retired generals in the U.S. have stated publicly that Israel is a dangerous U.S. ally, and their spies have, have completely infiltrated our government and military and should be expelled and indicted for treason and espionage. Why do Israelis hold dual citizenships with the U.S. when no U.S. citizen can be an Israeli citizen unless they are Jewish? The world despises Israel for what it is doing and has done to the Palestinians. It despises them for not disclosing their nuclear arsenal of hundreds of wood nuclear weapons. And the world does not despise Jews. It despises the and distrusts Israel and the U.S. because of their campaign of genocide and destruction of the Middle East and their military campaigns on every continent in the world. Every presidential campaign from both political parties are bought and sold Zionists, militarists, corporate whores, extreme hypocrites, and liars. As the 2016 election approaches, I believe every one of these Democrat and Republican candidates who are now parading around the country handshaking for votes and donations will be revealed for who and what they really are. The current U.S. government and its corrupt leadership and corrupt institutions will not survive unscathed or unchanged in the 2016 election. It is time for an independent president and Congress. It is time to end the duopoly of this two-party system and the billionaire oligarchs who control them. It is time to rid our government and country of all fascists and their institutionalized financial and militaristic terrorism. Yeah. So, with that, folks, I uh, I will end my um, program tonight. And I thank you very much for listening. And... Um, we may have a, a, a program tomorrow, a uh, union show, but um, I also want to uh, make you uh, look forward to um, um, Thursday night show when I introduce Cheryl Curtis, a uh, 911 truth activist, and we will discuss uh, Richard Gates' uh, presentation that he gave uh, last uh, this weekend in Torrington, and we'll discuss uh, the similarities of um, you know the bombing of Paris with the 911 and um, how it ignited uh, such uh, further hatred and war for by the Paris by the Paris yeah, by the French people 
uh, toward uh, ISIS and toward the Muslim community. So from there, I want to thank everybody, and uh, please join me to uh, uh, this, please join me for the next show. Good night. Uh, trying to find my sign out music here, but I can't. Here we go. Good night, everyone. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.